Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Get More Students podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Escher, CEO of LearnCube. And I'm Herbert Gozer, founder of Herbert Gozer Digital. Now, we are at the start of 2023, and brace yourself, folks. This is going to be an exciting year for sure. Um, <laughs> it's going to be exciting for a number of reasons, but the particular reason we're excited about this year ahead is something that I think is starting to feature on your news feeds uh, and is starting to be on the tips of tongues and conversations everywhere. It is uh, the launch of a new artificial intelligence tool and chat mm. called Chat GPT. And it's really this this podcast is about what is Chat GPT and why should education businesses and entrepreneurs, teacherpreneurs, educators, why should we all care about this new uh, AI? Exciting stuff, right, Herbert? Very exciting stuff. Uh, I mean, it's just, I think it launched in uh, November of, of 22. Uh, so this is very new. Uh, and it is on the, especially in the digital marketing spaces, on the tips of uh, every tongue. Uh, and I think... Uh, let's just talk about what chat GPT is, um, get that kind of out of the way, and then we'll kind of go on about how this is becoming uh, such a phenomenon and why people are excited about this. Because, look, we've we've heard about AI before. This is just another mm. tool, right? And let's talk about, hey, yes or no, uh, about why it's different. So uh, chat GPT is a chatbot, and it's launched by a company called OpenAI, now, the name, by the way, don't get that kind of confuse you. It's not uh, an open, uh, uh, it's not an open software. This is a private company. Um, but there is some kind of profit and non for profit kind of aspects to it. I, I won't get into that. You can Google, uh, that side of things. But the key thing is that it's an algorithm that is trained with, um, a form of an uh, artificial intelligence called machine learning and in in essence, that chatbot works to mimic a human conversation. Again, not too dissimilar to what you might have tried before. And sometimes there are like mm. support tools that are you know that use chat chatbots. So again, for a lot of people listening, they're like yeah, okay, I've heard of chatbot bots before. So what? You know, you ask a question, you make a request, you have statements, you know, whatever, and, and it kind of provides this kind of text response. Now, the big difference is that this is an incredibly versatile tool. Uh, it's got an, an amazing ability to understand natural language, natural human language. So the way mm. that you communicate with the tool feels just so much more like you're talking to a human compared to anything else I've certainly tried where you really kind of feel that, oh man, I could have, I could play some games with this thing and I'm going to get some weird <laughs> answers. Um, so th th those two things to begin with, but then the next aspect is it's this kind of comprehensive tool. And maybe you can kind of talk about that, Herbert. What is what is it about that versatility and comprehensiveness or uh, cohesiveness that makes it quite exciting? Well, uh, I think because it's uh, uh, its ability to understand basically any any topic you throw at it, um, mm. really to put it in, in, in layman's terms, you know, with chatbots, you know, we've all used them. If mm. you're uh, on, I don't know, say the, the Lufthansa website and you need to change your, your flight, then you do that. But if you are, if you would ask it, uh, you know, uh, uh, give me a 500 word summary on X topic, 
you know, that's it. It, it, it'll stop. And with chat GPT, um, kind of the, the possibilities are endless in terms of the topics, in terms of the, the type of questions and prompts you, you can ask it. Uh, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and I can't wait to get into some of the, the use cases, um, for education businesses and how they can leverage this new technology. Definitely. I think one of the key things that you hinted, but I want to make very explicit is just how good the responses are. I think that's mm. the aspect you really touched on, like, hey, it can do a bunch of things, but it does it again. Does it do it better than every human? No. And that's kind of what we're going to be going into. But the, it's remarkable how useful it can be mm. and how fast it can do. Um, let's call it an average job. It can do an average mm. job in seconds where an average job can take exactly. hours or days. And that's mm. the big difference. And that's the big uh, it's about speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, again, why do we care uh, about this? And, and maybe we can kind of talk about, as you said, Herbert, maybe some examples on like trying to understand how this tool can be helpful for us. Um, we talked about the quality being really important. And if the quality is good, it really has quite pronounced um, effects and implications on the world that we live in. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the impact on education, on work, and of course, on on marketing. Um, so let's talk about that. Like, How could chat GBT be used for, I don't know, for students? And in education itself, because this is, you know, we're in the education business and it could have a big impact on what we're teaching, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic tool for research. So it's, it's much more um, sophisticated than, than Google. Um, you might also hear some, uh, negative press <laughs> in the media about its effect on students, um, especially university students and just, you know, high school students using the tool for, uh, writing essays or yeah. dissertations or thesis. And, and that, that's the thing. It, it can absolutely do that. And, and cannot be detected by, by plagiarism software. So yeah. of course, positive and negatives to, to this kind of technology, but, um, yeah. it really is uh, that sophisticated. But for example, on the teacher's side, you know, uh, it can be used to help grade, um, grade homework. You know, yeah. you could tell, um, tell chat GPT, um, tell me every grammar rule that's been, uh, violated in this essay. And then you would copy yeah. paste, uh, the student's essay. And then it would basically mark the essay for you. I mean, uh, and, and it will do it in two minutes rather than, you know, it could take, take 30 minutes for you to, to, to go through that essay. So, you know, that's the power, um, uh, it has. And that's just one example for a teacher, for example. I'm going to hold on there. I think you're just saying, like, if you haven't seen chat GPT in action, you kind of don't understand. Mm. how like the user interface and how that looks and how that works so i'm just going to pull back your example a little bit for the listeners so you basically just have a text box and then there is a basically there's a text box for the bot to respond to you so let's go through that example there um herbert let's say in google right you Mm -hmm. you can find information you can do all of these things uh, you can possibly go to tool like specific software tools to get certain jobs done. Uh, sure. For example, actually, uh, Google Translate is a good one, like because we understand mm-hmm. that idea of like I copy and paste a bunch of text, and then the tool does a bunch of things for me in terms of translating them. So the yeah. example that you gave is you could 
copy and paste a whole bunch of text, like a, a big paragraph into mm -hmm. the text box. And then you could literally, the, then you could write the request for chat GPT to, uh, how did you just describe that again, Herbert? Uh, tell me every, every grammar rule that has been uh, violated in this essay in this uh in this text for example and, and then so, you copy and paste the text that's right and so when you and even just using those words like that's how chat gpt really kind of stands out is you can use tell me rather than maybe you could, but you could even say it's explicitly like list every kind of grammar rule that has mm -hmm. been broken in this text and, yep. and see how you're using a very general kind of term you're not having to spell it exactly what you want chat gpt it kind of naturally understands that hey this okay what are grammar rules <laughs> uh let's go through this entire text and let's list these out and make them really clear what rules were broken and maybe how um mm -hmm. and, and then on top of that you could even probably get more nitty-gritty of like once it's provided a whole bunch of response you could say help me find the this particular type of grammar rule that has been broken you can this idea of layering requests is a really yeah. phenomenal difference in the user interface and something I haven't been able to, um, I've never kind of experienced before. And that's why it's just so much more sophisticated because mm. again, you can layer these requests. And of course, the more context or backstory you provide it, um, the better uh, the output um, mm -hmm. will be. Yep. So again, uh, uh, for teachers, um, you can generate lesson plans and activities. Um, yeah. through, through chat GPT, you could write a, a request like, I don't know, create a, an activity for 10 students, mm -hmm. uh, around this topic, um, or generate a lesson plan about 45 minutes for, uh, uh, an A2 English, uh, language class on this topic. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And, and so that's just for teachers alone. And, and then yeah. we kind of get into the world of work. And marketing mm. as well, which um, if you're a, a language school owner or a tutoring business owner, you have to do lots of different types of work. But some of the stuff you're like, oh, if I just had an intern that would probably just get it done for me most of the way, then that would be mm. great. Could be things from like blog articles, responding to emails or writing an email. Uh, exactly. Those are the kinds of things that ChatGPT can also do and it. And again, this is why people are so frothing about it is because one of the big kind of holy grails of AI has been this idea of general intelligence. And when we're talking about general intelligence, part of that is like, I just have one human, let's call it, <laughs> one ch or ch chatbot, uh, and it does everything for me. And so that's why this is, is quite unique, right, Herbert? Absolutely. Um, I mean, especially, you know, uh, in, in terms of marketing and, you know, automating, um, or, or streamlining some of mm -hmm. these, um, uh, uh, tasks that, that take up a lot of time from writing newsletters, mm -hmm. uh, uh, blog posts, um, responses to, to social media, um, emails, uh, creating ideas for your f marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. We have used it in our agency for writing sales script and yeah. sales scripts for writing, uh, ad copy for mm -hmm. our campaigns, um, Google ads, keyword research, audience yeah. research. So really, uh, 
there's a lot you can do and mm. it can really assist you and, and, and take a lot of uh, that heavy lifting away. Again, it's not perfect and you really no. have to play around uh, with the prompts and, mm. um, you know, experiment to, 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 to get the best output. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, once you, once you know your way around it and know what information to provide um, the, the software, then it, it can really be a game changer. Yeah. I mean, some of the things that people are using it for, for example, might be blog writing. Now, again, mm. will it create the best blogs in the world? Probably not. But if you're doing no blogging, it can at least get you to an average <laughs> blog quite quickly. And then you can use that exactly. as a kind of uh, something to kind of build upon. I've even used yeah. it for an email. You know, I was like, how yeah. do I deal with this person has a, um, you know, wants me to respond. Can you write, a, you know, a professional response to this email? And it can kind of look at it, understand what it is, and kind of create a, an email response. Now, the great thing about it is you could be like, no, nah, I don't want to use that, of course. And it's only taken you seconds to do. Or you can be like, hey, that's per- actually, I didn't realize that. That's, that's about bang on. And if I just change a few of the words, it'll feel a little bit more like me and, and job done. And mm-hmm. so, again, that assistant aspect of it is quite phenomenal. Absolutely. Uh, again, it's 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 about that speed and you probably won't use the outputs, um, you know, one-to-one and just copy paste it, but it at least gives you ideas. It's great for brainstorming or even yep. just a draft. And then you add your own personal touch to it. So again, it just speeds up any of those, those um, tasks. What you said there was really helpful for me as well, because I noticed it as well for like a brainstorming thing or getting things on the, on paper. If you're mm. a small business owner, you might be the only person in that role. So this idea of brainstorming, you often don't get that chance because there's no one else to kind of do that time because this is your job. And so chat GPT kind of can provide that, that kind of partner in a way of like, Hey, exactly. Come up with 30 ideas on this and you look at through mm. them and you're like, no, nah, this isn't quite right. And then you can change the, the, the prompts is, is really important yep. is you can then go, I liked what you said here, create another 20 ideas based on this idea and you can just get better and better as you go and not only uh, is the chat bot helping you but you're also training that chat bot as well to do a better job and i think that's going to be a point we talk to um, later on is like how this thing is only going to get better um yeah. but certainly the idea of it being a smart writing assistant is a clear use case for for work and it's so much of what we do is communication. It, it's quite a game changer in terms of the time it can take away. Um, Absolutely. So I guess let's talk. Uh, actually, before I go on, I thought you you gave a bunch of great examples of how you could use it. But mm. again, for those that maybe haven't experienced the user interface, you were like, hey, it can create copy. It can um, understand keywords. How would you write that? Or give, can you give me kind of examples of how you might provide those prompts? And I think Absolutely. a better understanding of how it's used. For example, you could uh, write, uh, please write a 100 word uh, Facebook ad for a Spanish language school in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. We offer small group sizes, uh, personalized um, teaching mm-hmm. uh, and extracurricular activities our prices are 
XXX. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, uh, it's important to provide a backstory and to provide as much context as possible so that the, the, the the software has some room to play with. And Mm -hmm. then it'll spit out, um, you know, one, one ad, or you can ask it to write five different variants of that ad and then you can combine them i mean it's 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 so clever um we even tested it out uh i mean there is a a limit to um to its knowledge because i i believe it is only up to 2021 so anything after 2021 if 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 you're a new business then it's not going to know anything about it but we tested it on an established uh client and we Mm -hmm. literally wrote please write a 100 uh word facebook ad about and then put in the URL for the business, mm-hmm. um, for, for this language school. And it, and it, uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's um, the scary bit so when it, it's like pretty good. It's like, oof. Yeah. It is quite scary. And then obviously, uh, in the back end, it, it, it's looking through your website and, and going through the content and the blog posts and kind of the summary and about us um, page on your website mm-hmm. and spitting out uh, a very cohesive, um, uh, short, uh, summary, uh, that is great for advertising purposes. Yeah. It's quite amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know exactly the date range. I actually asked that of the chat, the chat bot, and it didn't give okay. me the exact date, which mm. is 2021. So yeah. I don't know exactly when that cutoff is. And I think that's an important limitation for everybody to be aware of that it was only trained on a certain static data set exactly um it also can't and it'll tell you this you know you you kind of tested a bit uh it can't search the internet for you so it's not going to go through web pages and find you you know specific information within those web pages my understanding herbert um Yes and no. Again, you have to experiment with it. Like we, we also tested it out. Um, I mean, competitor research was pretty good. Again, you have to be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, like what are the top exactly 10 mm-hmm. English language schools in New York, for example, yeah. and then it'll spit it out. But, um, yeah. uh, you can also do keyword research and, and, yeah. and trend insights, marketing insights. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not, you have to, you have to, tested um to know its limits but there are uh limits to what it can provide you yeah and sorry i I probably wasn't clear enough it did it did scan the internet in that Mm -hmm. data range so of course it does have that a lot of the information in it but when you ask quite specific information Mm -hmm. i kept on getting errors which is like you know we can't search particular web pages or yep and that's kind of one part of the um the limitation but it also hints on another which is it's very opaque right you don't know where that information has come from no (laughs) which is it's like benefit right like you didn't Mm. it would be mind-boggling to be like oh my god okay so where did you get all this information from um Mm. but right now it'll just give you the response but not where it got it from no Uh, it's not going to give you references no (laughs) and i think this is the big difference as well it also means that if you have no expertise on this it could be very much the blind leading the blind. And that's why it's so useful to experts is because experts can very quickly scan information, know if something's more or less correct, get rid of anything that's not and keep the stuff that's good. Um, mm. But I think that's a, it's a big limitation that you've got to be aware of because you know it, it can't replicate that sort of deep 
analytical thinking and the skill set that humans have and all that or that critical thinking right like is this uh accurate is this the you know the information that i really need or is this information but you know the wrong tone the wrong place the wrong source it it could be a bunch of things um And I think one of the other things to remember as well is it's only been trained on English language text, more or less. More or less. However, we did test it on different languages uh, for ad copy purposes. Translation, and it was perfect. Sorry, not we on tested translation. It, mm. Translation, I agree, oh, okay. but the actual yep. data set. So when it scanned right. the internet, it was mainly mm. scanning in English. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, when you look at translate, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's actually, by the way, a translate, right? You can get it to translate yeah, anything. I was exactly. watching an example where you can kind of go, Hey, chat GPT. Anytime I put an asterisk at the end of a sentence, I want you to translate that in Spanish, like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So it's like quite, yeah. quite powerful. And it shows you like how when you layer multiple different types of tools together in one place, it's it's a pretty mm-hmm. uh, ama- amazing experience. And and I guess that kind of brings us to the the dangers and concerns aspect. Um, Herb, I think this would be a fun time to to kind of talk about those. I wouldn't mind starting in the education space in general because you know our podcast is about helping education businesses and business owners. Mm. And I think this does have an impact on on education. Education at a kind of umbrella level, we talked about a, a little bit hinting on kind of plagiarism and the idea of like mm. when robots do take our our brains or our jobs. You know, this mm-hmm. is the this feels a little bit like that moment. Um, so let's talk about education in general. Let's then talk about language education, which is I think an area that we probably speak a bit more about, and then let's maybe talk about the danger concerns maybe even for us in terms of business owners using this tool or marketers using this tool. So Absolutely. start off with the education part and I'll start off with the the easy part, which is the, yeah, people immediately think cheating, which is kind of what you brought exactly. up. Exactly. Right. Plagiarism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when we think about that, it's this idea of like teachers, what do they often do at class, at school? They go, cool. Listen to my, just listen to my boring talk. And then regurgitate that either into an essay or some form of text. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can go rather than listen in class and you can just say, Hey, what was the, can you write a summary for me about, you know, it, literally anything? It could be, let's mm-hmm. say it's a Shakespeare play. Uh, mm-hmm. it will do that for you and it'll do a pretty good job of that. Um, yeah. Then the next thing is, okay, well, then essay writing or essay homework assignments effectively become a two-second task as <laughs> our students just put it straight into chat GPT and then out comes and out uh, a response. Mm-hmm. Now, that has a lot of huge, it has a huge range of implications. Huge implications, yeah. And it's, um, I was also watching on on TikTok, it was really interesting. <laughs> it was like, how do you get around plagiarism tools? Because, okay, okay, people are like, okay, don't worry, plagiarism tools are going to figure this all out. But students mm-hmm. are already figuring out immediately how to get around them, like using around it, characters, yeah. change. You can mm-hmm. even just go, hey, GPT, do this, and then 
change every couple of words to X, Y, and Z, and it'll just scramble things to make it really difficult for plagiarism tools to kind of keep up. Mm -hmm. And also, what are we banning and stopping? Like, it is a force of nature now, in a way. Don't you think? It's it's the the genie's out of the box. (laughs) It is. The the Pandora's box has been opened, and I guess now educators need to... Uh, work out how they can utilize it in a productive way and still get students to, um, you know, use, use critical thinking and to actually do the, do, do their homework instead of just yeah. automating that. <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess, uh, again, that, that limit of 2021, the, the knowledge, uh, mm-hmm. is a good thing because then if you set more recent topics, then it's not going to be able to, um, you know, output something about something that happened in 2022, for example. Yeah. 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 That's um, so that's one way that you can kind of use it, but also it kind of changes the whole premise. Like why are we asking people to do essays? Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think one of the big things, and I think this is a point that I'll refer to as well around the marketing, it raises the bar, right? Because if the, the minimum bar is a, a chat bot and that is average, Everybody has mm-hmm. to be better than average for Absolutely. them to stand out or be useful. And I think that for me was a real uh, eye opener. And I think the the caliber that we're going to be requiring of students has just increased for that mm. bottom half in a pretty significant way. Because why exactly. would I hire somebody that's average when I can get that done for me for either free or get it done in, in two minutes at a time. So it's yeah. quite a... I mean, who knows? Maybe um, essays and theses will be a thing of the past and yeah. um, educators will require, I don't know, presentations or yeah. video video essays, mm-hmm. which at the moment cannot be um, done by AI. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, who knows? Interesting. What you just said there is also a major, major implication, like, it, I, I can't, I don't, I'm not too sure yet if um, some schools are doing it or not, but if you can use a computer as part of the response for an exam, I mean, first of all, even if that you can't use chat GPT, if you can use it in the real world, it's just like being asked, hey, can you multiply these massively big numbers on a piece of paper? Why bother? You know, you've got a calculator to do that. Is mm. can't ignore the fact that you could use a calculator to get the same uh, the same response. So I think there's there's a lot of implications in that. Um, but for me, the next part I was going to talk about, you know, we talk a lot about language education. Uh, if this can really kind of replace a lot of that, your know, writing aspect <laughs> uh, for people, well, that wow. skill yeah. is fairly irrelevant. Uh, by the way, I personally don't believe that language learning will change at all. Um, for the major reason, which is still mm. the major reason it exists today, which is spoken language remains. Exactly. The so. whole reason people learn a language is so that they can communicate and build a relationship with somebody. Yeah. The fact that, you know, you don't, you, you can start writing emails that people can understand in their native tongue using chat GPT is just a, it's an enabler, um, but it doesn't yeah. stop the language learning aspect because at one no. stage, you're going to have to talk to that person or, or that's the kind of premise in, in almost all of the, the use cases. You'll chat to a real human 
and that real human is going to want to talk to another human, not to to a bot. Um, but that's how I see a pretty massive implication for language education because, again, we from from I'm not even a, a language teacher, but we're often hearing about the four skills of language education. You know, you know written, you know, uh, writing and listening. Those two things already can pretty much be, well, eliminated in a way if you mm-hmm. can just put either a transcript into ChatGPT to you know, mm-hmm. make it understood, or if you can get something written for you without having to write anything and, and get it yeah. perfectly flawless. I mean, those two skills are becoming a lot less useful, but the listening to a, uh, a human voice and responding and speaking and speaking can't be replaced can't be replaced and they become so mm. much more important then and, and that exactly. fluency becomes even more important mm. and and who knows Agreed. what else we will start um valuing you know i don't think i think we're hopefully moving away from pronunciation needs to sound like the perfect brit or the perfect american um but who knows what other implications this may bring in terms of what status we put on the level of language yeah I would like to think that it's going to enhance um, yeah. the um, you know teacher quality because mm-hmm. teachers will be able to um, personalize lessons even more and, and get lesson plans done quicker and provide an even uh, yeah. better experience for their students. That's that's what I would like to think in, uh, when it comes to language education. Yeah, totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, so then we talked some about... other industries. Yeah, and <laughs> um, it could be a a, a threat. <laughs> I think so. Um, I think the let's talk about the dangers of using it in the work context. Then we sort of talked about how it might impact teachers and educators. Let's talk now about how it can impact the work, and maybe in a, and and again that danger concern aspect. Um, what do you think are the the problems with people using it and relying on it for work? I mean, using it for work again, I think it can enhance, uh, your workflow and, uh, just, just speed up, um, a lot of those, uh, tasks that, that take up a lot of time. Um, I think in the, the marketing space, uh, for a lot of, uh, marketing companies, uh, it could become a threat, um, because, you know, their clients could say, oh, you know, we can write ad copy, we can, we can do uh, social posts, we can write uh, blog, blog posts, you know, through chat GPT, we don't need to pay anyone to do it um, now. And that's why, but I think it's a good thing because the, the, the bar needs to be set higher now for, for companies like us. Uh, and we need more of a USP to be able to say, you know, we are, we are adopting um, yeah. AI and using it in our processes to provide an even better service. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, uh, Herbert. Um, particularly on this aspect of expertise, you mm-hmm. know, um, your expertise become even more important. Uh, let's, again, use language education as that example for marketing. You can create generic marketing really well on chat GPT, but it's never going to know the ins and outs of the the market as well as as you will as experts if you know what you're doing mm. that is yeah. um but as a major leverage um and also possibly could mean that you could serve more people as well um and maybe offer a a, a lower cost option for more people as well which is kind of interesting and and same thing for um yeah for a lot of industries i think exactly exactly yeah 
I think one of the other things to be wary of is it's only as good as its data. Um, so we talked about the limitations of the data first. So if you rely on chat GPT, and there'll be other versions of chat GPT or um, you know, paid versions, alternatives. I mean, there's going to be a mm-hmm. whole new market for this for sure. Mm. Um, and you, and because you can't see the source, it's going to be easy as well to, to make really bad boo-boos if you don't know, if you don't have a way of fact-checking what's there. Yeah. Um, so you might get the, you might use the same output um, as hundred other people yeah. uh, and then put it on your website or put it on your blog. And then, and then I guess that's one of the dangers that that yeah. content that's put out there or emails or newsletters are all going to sound the same um, or that have the same style because of chat GPT. But I guess we will find that out. Who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> because I... uh, there is no data or statistics on, on, you know, if, if two people write exactly the same thing, uh, mm-hmm. or very similar what what is that the output is it is it very similar as well mm-hmm. again you know we don't have that data yet yeah i think it's all, the first part is going to be people that are good at knowing how to get the best out of chat gpt will mm-hmm. shine compared yeah. to those that don't so i think that first of all is going to make a huge difference between like mm-hmm. the bottom 90% and the top 10% um, and then the next aspect is going to be the layers on top. Like, you know, in a way, thinking of ChatGPT as this, um, it's a shortcut to get a really raw bit of kind of structure to whatever you're doing. But then it's mm. up to you to kind of really polish that up and make that uh, as superb as, as possible. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about, I, I got a couple of uh, tips actually mm. on how you know maybe how to kind of um ask chat gpt um the right questions and some of those were and this actually came from uh i was again looking at tiktok which uh uh for some inspiration for this um for this conversation and i I really like these tips because i was really thinking think very carefully about your prompts that was what i was talking about because the prompts what you put in you will get out um yeah I liked this kind of process, and the first process is um, telling ChatGPT what you want it to do. Um, and, and the first first way of saying that is, I want you to act as a, and, and because ChatGPT doesn't know what context it is yet, and so it, exactly, I want it, I want you to be acting like a teacher. I want you to act as a marketer. I want you to act as a colleague. For example, if you're writing an email to a to a colleague, whatever that might be. Mm. Um, and then the second prompt is, I want you to do whatever it is. I want you to write whatever it is. You're kind of giving the high-level instruction about what you want it to do. Then you give it some kind of prompts on what you want it to do. And you'll say, you will you know, write an essay. Uh, you will um, summarize this thing for me. You will write this email. And then you could say, my first request is, and then and put in the kind of details of what you want or the text that you're going to put in just kind of creating those layers on your request before you put it in will get a much better result. Um, yeah. Herbert, Again, context. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Context, uh, backstory. So, yeah. so important. So, uh, you know, you could just write, please write a response uh, to this email. Yeah. Um, which is very general, but uh, mm-hmm. again, have a backstory. We are a 
so-and-so company with blah, 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 blah. Um, please write a one, a formal 100 word response to this complaint. Uh, and we want to solve like these points and then it'll come out with a much more personalized, um, uh, uh, response. I also find that using adjectives are really good. So mm. I, again, you could write, write a five, a 100 word Facebook ad for mm-hmm. a Spanish language school. Mm-hmm. You could also write, write a, a funny, write an inspirational, write a, a witty, write, um, you know, insert adjectives here because the output will be very, very different. Very clever. Um, and, and I mean, this is going to be, offer a huge amount of opportunity. I think, you know, we, we touched on some of the dangers and concerns, but actually the opportunities, I believe, just so much greater. Um, mm, I, I think I all of us feel like they could use a personal assistant. And this is about <laughs> the closest thing I've ever seen to yeah. that personal assistant being exactly. a reality. Um, and, and I think this, that we're, we're getting to the stage where I just, I really didn't think that we would be here in 2023 on this, Herbert, because it is really co-creating with AI now. We are co-creating our work, finally, with artificial intelligence. 2023. It's mind-boggling. I mean, AI has been around for a while, and I remember five, six, seven, eight years ago, oh, AI, you know, let's use AI to do stuff. But Mm -hmm. just really wasn't consumer-ready, I guess, And, and now it is. And the... Uh, possibilities are limitless. Yeah. A bit scary um, to, as well to see yeah. how far we can take it. But, uh, you know, they have, uh, you can create websites and landing pages with AI now and it'll spit yeah. out a, a, a high converting landing page within a minute. You know what I yeah. mean? And you just have to insert your, da- your, your, your data uh, and it'll be used for all niches, for all services, for all industries very, very soon. So that's why I think it's important, even if you're not going to adopt it right now, but to be aware of it and, and to start testing it out. I mean, ChatGPT is such a low investment yeah. um, uh, tool uh, and it, you'll find a way for it to assist you with um, some of your tasks. Agreed. I think also it's going to be amazing because we're already all the backstory for this as well has been about interoperability and integrations. And that's Mm. something I think people are already experimenting in a big way is can I combine chat GPT with something else that automates this other thing? And so when you combine those two together, you can get countless possibilities like we're already seeing that even in artwork um with you know hey i want you to create this unique piece of artwork that is to do with unicorns and volcanoes and Mm -hmm. voila you've got (laughs) something kind of totally unique in the world and so that's that kind of co-creating um capability and when you put it with all these other smart tools it's quite a world we're about to, to hit in in 2023 yes Very exciting. (laughs) Uh, And the last point I would say, though, is to know that this is only going to get better. I think remembering that this is a tool that learns means that this is as bad as it's ever going to be. It's only going to get better and the data will get better and the feedback it gets from the millions of users that it already has been able to attract means that this is going to be something that gets theoretically exponentially better (laughs) yeah Uh, you know we're literally 
the same place when Google was first launched. Uh-huh. You know, you know what I mean. So, um, oh, and and just the the learning and yeah. and and the progression is going to be ten a hundred times faster. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hold on to your hats, folks. Maybe this is the very start of the artificial intelligence age. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Um, but we all have our place, and it's up for us to um, to stand out and make sure that uh, we offer the best we possibly can for our, our students and uh, and for the world. So use these tools and uh, have a an exciting rest of 2023. If you want to get in touch with Herbert, where can they find you, Herbert? Uh, at my website, herbertgozer.com. And you can find more about LearnCube and myself at www.learncube.com. Um, and we'll see you next time. Thanks very much for listening. Catch you later. Bye.